Hey, you're listening to the Catalyst Church Podcast, here to incite change through Jesus. Check us out on social media, Catalyst Church NZ. Now, onto this week's message. In the party, okay? Uh, it's not like in high school where whether or not you made it to the party or not. I don't know if you were like me or like my wife when it came to high school. When there was parties at high school, I did not attend those parties. I was not a part of the cool crowd. I was not a part of the cool kids. I didn't turn up. I wasn't a part of those. But Bianca, she was. Um, funnily enough, though, when we look back at those parties, those parties were not the place to be. We were in the party right here in church. And uh, there... How are we going, guys? Are we uh, recording up on the back desk there? Awesome. Thank you so much, uh, Joseph and Aaron. Appreciate you guys so much. I want to know uh, this morning, have you ever wanted to be like someone else? Like, be like someone else. Maybe as a kid, you had someone that you looked up to. Um, I, I don't know if you've ever watched uh, on Netflix the series uh, by with Michael Jordan, The Last Dance uh, there, but it was such a, a cool series. It looked at the uh, the Chicago Bulls uh, last season where they won their championship there. Um, but there was a thing back in the days, back in the 90s, where it was like, I want to be like Mike. I want to be like Mike. You know, you want to have the Jordans, you want to be able to jump up in there. I don't know about you, but I cannot be like Mike. I cannot slam dunk a ball. I am not able to jump up that high. Uh, there, For me, that's impossible. Maybe for you it's possible. Maybe uh, with God, all things are possible. But the Bible says that we are all called to be like Jesus. Jesus is our example. And I've been reading through the Gospels, and I don't know if you've um, read this thing called the Bible, but it is an incredible book. It is living. It is alive. It will transform your life. It is not a textbook. It is not something to read like a novel. But if you go into this book and you pray a simple prayer like this before you start reading, you say, God, would you speak to me through your word today? It's amazing what will happen. When you have a, an eye to look for it. And I've been reading through the Gospels lately, and I love the Gospels because they are the story of Jesus, the adventures, the incredible things, the miracles that He goes through there, and especially through the book of John. Uh, it's amazing to be looking at Jesus, who He was, how He was so counterculture, and He was bringing a culture of the kingdom of God. He was doing stuff down in the Bible back in those days before it was cool to do it. He was like, he was just bringing it there. And I want to read to you uh, what Jesus says in John chapter 14. He says this in verse 12. I tell you the truth. Anyone who believes in me will do the same works I have done and even greater works because I am going to the Father. So Jesus says this. Who's this for? Anyone. So that means you. You might be sitting in this room going, is this, is he talking about me? Yes, I'm talking about you right now. If you're listening to the podcast, I'm talking about you. This is about you. It's about anyone. And the criteria is super simple. It's just anyone who believes in Jesus. And the action, the thing that gives us a result is that, is that we will do the same things that Jesus did. In fact, we will do greater things. The miracles that Jesus did. He rose the dead. He saw the sick healed. He spoke life into people. People's lives were transformed. They wanted to be around Him. They spent time around Him. And the reason we're able to do this is because Jesus went to the Father. And so you go, let's check out a little bit further down there in John chapter 14, verse 16, it says this, And I will ask the Father and He will give you another advocate who will never leave you. Verse 17, he is the Holy Spirit and leads all into truth. And the world cannot receive Him because it isn't looking for Him and doesn't recognize Him. But you know Him because He lives with you now and later will be in 
you. This is Jesus. He's talking on this planet. He's walking this earth here before the Holy Spirit was released in the way that we know today. And He's there and He says, the Spirit of God will come and He's going to be with you and He will live in you. In fact, John 16, 7 says this, but in fact, it is best for you that I go away. This is Jesus speaking. These are red letters in the Bible. It is best for you that I go away because if I don't, the advocate won't come. But if I do go away, then I will send him for you to you. So an advocate is someone who publicly supports something. Like, I don't know if you've ever been an advocate for something. You've advocated for a certain political party. You've advocated for a certain course of action. We advocate for things all the time. We advocate for things with our money. We advocate for things with our words. We advocate for things with our actions. We advocate in the places that we choose to turn up and go to. An advocate is someone who publicly supports something and so or some someone. And Jesus says that it is best that I go, that I leave this planet, because if I don't go, the advocate, the Holy Spirit won't come. So if I do go, then I will send him to you. And that Holy Spirit will be your supporter in helping you to fulfill the call of God in your life, to live the best life that you have been called to do, the life that you are called to live. It's not a life that's supposed to be boring. A life living with God is not a boring life. A life lived with God is an ex- exciting life. It is a life that is full of adventures, turns, twists, and tails. It is a life that is never the same as the day before. I tell you, when you live a life with God and the Holy Spirit is there, every day can be different. Every day can be, uh, can be something unexpected. Every day there is challenges, twists, and turns. But every day there is days where you can experience and know the joy of God. And He will encourage you. He will uplift you. He will give you strength and wisdom and guidance. He will empower you and give you new ways of thinking. In fact, the Holy Spirit is your number one supporter, championing you forward each and every day. God wants you to move from where you are forward into the plans and purposes that He has for you. That is why the Holy Spirit came. And so when Jesus is here, when we read through the gospel stories, when we read through Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, this is in a different day and age. We are living in Old Testament times, even though it's in the New Testament. It's kind of a weird dichotomy that's going on here. It's this transitionary period in history where previous to this time, only the prophets, priests, and kings really had an opportunity to have relationship with God. Yet that was not God's plan. God's plan was that for every single one of us to have direct relationship with Him. And so Jesus came and lived a life on this earth to show us what it could be like to live a life in connection with the Father. And I've shared about how, you know, how Jesus said, I mustn't be about my own business. I must be about my Father's business. And He had this relationship with the Father. And so Jesus Himself says, hey, It's better that I don't stick around. It's better that I don't stick around because when I stick around, the Holy Spirit isn't going to be released. But when I go, the Holy Spirit can be released on this earth. So the question then comes, who is the Holy Spirit? And when did He actually appear on the scene? And I want to talk specifically about the Holy Spirit and the the post-cross timeline. When Jesus went to the cross, He was hung on the cross. He died, but He rose again in power. And and I want to talk a little bit about, about what the Holy Spirit did in that time because we know right from the start, you can read right in Genesis 1 that the Spirit was hovering over the, the face of the earth. We know that He was right there from the beginning, but we also know that there is a shift and a transition that happens as we go through here. 
And Jesus talked a lot about saying that the Holy Spirit or the advocate would come after he's left. So let's track what happened after Jesus left this planet, right? So if Jesus is saying, when I need to go, then it's important for us to understand and see what happened when he left. So we have we have the Easter story that happened for us seven weeks ago here where we celebrated Easter Friday. He died on the cross. And then on the Sunday, Jesus rose again three days later during the festival of Passover. Okay, then Jesus actually appears with his disciples at various times over a period of 40 days. Jesus is with them. He's teaching with them. He's talking with them. He's living with them. He's telling them about the kingdom of God and what's about to happen. And two things are quoted as by Jesus during this time in Acts chapter 1. He says in verses 4 and 5 at the end of his time here, he says, Do not leave Jerusalem until the Father sends you the gift he promised. As I told you before, John baptized with water. But in just a few days, you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. So the first thing he says there is he says, hang out here, guys. This is the place to be. The promise is about to drop. The promise is about to drop. And then you can see in verses 7 and 8, it says this. The Father alone has authority to set those dates and times. They are not for you to know. But, verse 8, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere in Jerusalem, throughout Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. So Jesus says that the power of the Holy Spirit is going to come upon you. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And when you receive that, we are to become witnesses of Jesus. And that means that we share Jesus wherever we go. And for many of us, we think sharing Jesus means we have to share words. But actually, we're just meant to share our lives because God is in us. Man, the Holy Spirit is in you. You become alive. People go, what is different about you? And so we are witnesses. We show Jesus through the way we live. And then what then Jesus does this, and, and what happens is that 10 days before Pentecost, Jesus ascends into heaven right before the disciples' eyes. He's there with them one moment, and then he just disappears. He floats up into the clouds. In fact, they are so amazed. They're standing there staring at the sky. These angels come and go, what are you guys looking at? You know, what are you up to? And they're like, oh my goodness, what's going on? Like, we just had Jesus here, and now he's gone. And so they go. They go, and they go into Jerusalem, and they wait. And then on the day of Pentecost, the Holy Spirit comes, filling everyone present with his Holy Spirit and releasing the gifts releasing the gifts of, of other tongues. We see in Acts chapter 2 that the, the, the Spirit of God comes and fills this place where they were waiting there. So Jesus, when he walked the earth, he ushered in a new understanding for us on how we can walk and live with God. He gave a revelation of what it meant to be in connection and relationship with the Father. I want to tell you, you can have a relationship with God a real relationship with God, just as real as the person you're sitting next to right in this place, how you can talk to them and they can talk back to you, how you can touch them, how you can hug them and you can receive that back. There is a, a relationship that you can have with Jesus and He set a new standard and expectation about what it means to live life and live life in the fullest. And this was later be expressed as we now know it with the word Christian. But when Jesus walked the earth, the word Christian wasn't a word. In fact, the word Christian came about because it had two parts. It has the first part about Christ, which is referring to Jesus as the Christ. But the second part of the in part, the I-A-N part of it, that part in the, the English language means to be a part in the party of, to be in the party of something. So we are in the party 
of being a part of Jesus Christ. When we have the label Christian, we are in the party. That means the group of, the, the group traveling. The, 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 we are literally in the party of Jesus. As a Christian, you are in the party of Jesus. And Jesus himself said that we are to do the same things that he did and even greater. So that means when you read the gospel stories and you read miracles, when lame men get up and they start walking around, when blind people receive their their sight once again, when crowds start to be drawn around Jesus and they say, Jesus, what's on your life I want? We are called to experience that and know that in our lives and even greater things. So that begs the question, how did Jesus do it? What did He do? Well, I want to tell you, He was in connection with the Father and empowered by the Holy Spirit. And we are called to be in connection with the Father and empowered by the Holy Spirit. Therefore, we need the same Holy Spirit in our lives. In Acts chapter 2, we see the first fulfillment of the promise to send the Holy Spirit down here on the earth. It says this in Acts 2 verse 1. It says, On the day of Pentecost, all the believers were meeting together in one place. Suddenly, I'll tell you what, some of us need a suddenly moment in our lives where we are just going about our day to day, where we are waiting and nothing seems to be changing. Like they were waiting there 10 days. They didn't know how long to wait. I mean, some of them would have been thinking, okay, cool, we're going to go and we're going to have our prayer meeting and then boom, it's going to happen because God saw miracles. Jesus saw miracles happen there and then. They waited, nothing happened. Then day two happened, nothing happened. Day three happened, nothing happened. The crowd started to thin. There was a crowd that was there and day four, five, six, nothing happened. Seven, eight, nine, nothing happened. But then on day 10, suddenly, and there are suddenly moments God is wanting to release into our worlds. We don't know why things don't happen on the timeline we are expecting. But I want to tell you, God's timeline is greater than our timeline. I want to tell you, my life did not fulfill the plans that I thought it was. I had some great plans. I thought when, when we were going to do things, then we we're going to launch Catalyst Church in February of 2020, that we had a, a great plan lined up. February, the start of the year, great time. Let's have some gatherings around the home. And then in March 2020, some little thing happened and we all were sent home to hang out with our families and our children. And we couldn't, we could, yay. All the parents like, yay. With my family all the time, I couldn't escape. And we went for lots of walks, you know. And that time and my life was not the plan that I had, but I want to tell you, God knew what He was doing in that time. And even though the life you have experienced so far might not have been the life you were expecting, God knows what He's doing. And the Bible says that God can take all things for good and turn them around. And so the Bible says here, suddenly, There was a sound from heaven like the roaring of a mighty windstorm and it filled the house where they were sitting. Then what looked like flames or tongues of fire appeared and settled on each one of them and everyone present, everyone present, not just those that were listening, not just those that had their hands lifted and their hearts open. It says everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit and began speaking in other languages as the Holy Spirit gave them this ability. And at that time, 
There were devout Jews from every nation living in Jerusalem and they heard the loud noise and everyone came running and they were bewildered to hear their own languages being spoken by the believers. I want to tell you, God is wanting to have suddenly moments in your life where you think you're on one trajectory and all of a sudden everything shifts and changes in a moment with just one encounter with God. I remember for me personally, my own life in August of 1998, I was on a trajectory that I didn't really know God, but I went along to a camp and a youth pastor pulled me out and said, Andy, can I pray for you? And he used the gifts of the Holy Spirit, words of knowledge, words of wisdom, words of prophecy. He prayed for me and the power of God hit me and I fell out and my life was forever changed because I had a suddenly moment where the Spirit of God touched my life. And I want to tell you, there are keys that you can have to having the Holy Spirit move in your world. The first key is that anyone who believes, we just need to believe, John 14, 12, anyone who believes in me will do the same works I've done and even greater because I'm going to the Father. We just need to have faith. And the great thing is, is I love the man and Matt and Mark. This is like one of my most favorite scriptures. He goes up to Jesus and he says, Lord, I believe, but help me with my unbelief. God isn't, a, isn't afraid of your doubt. He's not, you don't have to have it all together. You don't even have to have it mostly together. You don't even need to have it a little bit together. You just need to have a tiniest bit of faith. This little, little bit of belief in Jesus and the Holy Spirit can come to you. I want to tell you at that camp back in August of 1998, I prayed a simple prayer. I said, God, if you're real, show me. Because I figured if I spent like five seconds praying a prayer like that, that's okay. I can, I can invest five seconds because if God ain't real, then it's only five seconds of my life. Maybe you're in a similar place today and you say, God, if you're real, would you just show me? But it just requires a small little bit of faith. And then the second key to having the Holy Spirit in your life is to be present among those who are walking and seeking Jesus. Acts 2 verse 4 says this, and everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit. And you just never know what God is going to do in your life when you just turn up and you be in the room. That's why I love Sundays. I made a decision a long, long time ago, just like Dean was sharing about making a decision to be giving. I made a decision that I will be in the house of God. That every Sunday, if, I, if it's within my power to be there, I will turn up. Not because I want to just be religious and turn up to a Sunday service. No, because I want to be in the place present with other people seeking God. And I don't know if this is going to be the Sunday where God will do something miraculous in my life. And I want to tell you today, I'm going to pray for people to receive the Holy Spirit. I'm going to pray for people and I want you to relax. I want you to open up your heart. I want to tell you God has a greater plan for you than you can ever imagine. And that in this place, God wants to, wants to meet you where you are. But the first key for us to understand is that we need to believe in Jesus. We need Jesus. Jesus paid the price for our sins. He paid the, the, the wages of sin, which equals death. But he paid that price so that we could know life and have life in full abundance today. And I want to tell you, as we come into this place, simply by being in here, if we would simply believe in God, God would come and He sees that heart. And those, those disciples, they gathered up in that upper room. They came together and they stood there in that place. And they said, God, we don't know why you didn't turn up yesterday. We don't know why you didn't turn up the day before. But what we do know is that you promised to send your Holy Spirit. And in the uncertainty of life, we can have certainty that God is here with us. And so I want to create an opportunity that if you're here today and you don't know Jesus, 
Maybe you've never made a decision to follow after him. In a moment, I'm going to lead us in a prayer, and that prayer is just simply a prayer of opening your heart up to him, inviting him in. Or maybe you're here today, and you're just, you know right now in your heart of hearts, you're far from God, and you want to return to him today. Today is that day. Or maybe you're here, and you just don't know where things are between you and God. I want you to be certain and know. The Bible says that if you openly declare that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. It is simply a hard action where you believe in your heart with just that little bit of faith and declare out loud. And so I want you to close your eyes right now because this is a moment between you and God. And in just a few moments, I'm believing for some suddenlies to happen in this place. The Holy Spirit's going to touch people's lives. But God, we just thank you right now that here in this place, you desire that none should perish, but that all should come to a knowledge of you. And so with every heart, every eye closed, every head bowed, I, I want to pray right now for anybody here that would say, you know what, Andy, that's me. I need to get right with God today. I need to get right with God. I know that I once was right, but I'm far from Him. Or You're not sure where you stand with God, or maybe you've never prayed a prayer like that. Today is your day. And so if you say that's me in a moment, I'm going to lead us in a prayer. But I want you just to lift up your hand in just a moment. I'll see it. You can put it down. And that's just letting me know that that's me today. I want to, I want to receive Jesus into my heart, into my life. I can't do this on my own. We were never designed to do this on our own. We were designed to do this in partnership and connection with God. And there is a hole that happens in our lives and we don't have the Holy Spirit there that can only be filled with God, can only be filled with the Holy Spirit. And so thank you, Jesus, in this place. If there's anyone here today, you say to me, Andy, that's me. I need to get right with God. Never given your heart to Him before. Maybe you once have, but you've walked away. Well, you're not sure, but you want to be sure. I want you just to lift up your hand. I'll see it. Slip it down. Who's that? Awesome. I see that hand. I see that hand. I see that hand. Is anyone else here today? Want to join these ones reconnecting with Jesus today here in this place? It's a moment between you and God. No one looking around. Awesome. I see that hand. Connecting with Jesus today. Coming back to Him today making that hard decision today. God, I thank you right now for your spirit that's here in this place. Maybe your heart's beating a little faster today. It's the Holy Spirit just working in your life saying, this is for you. He loves you so much. He loves you so much and he wants you to know his presence. But we just thank you right now, God. We thank you for your presence, for your anointing that's here today, touching lives. So we're going to do churches. In a moment, I'm going to lead us all in a prayer. I'm going to invite us all to stand. And if you lifted your hand, I want you to make this your prayer. I want you to make this your prayer. You say this prayer and you, you bring it up, say it from the heart. So church one, we all stand today. God, we thank you right now for your presence and anointing that's here in this place. I'm going to say a line. You just repeat it after me. Say, Dear Jesus, I come to you today and I surrender my life. 
God, I'm sorry for every wrong thing that I have done. And I thank you that you paid the price so that I could be free and be a part of your family. Holy Spirit, I open up my spirit to your spirit so that I could be born again in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. There's an amazing celebration that goes on in heaven right now. Yeah, we can give, we can give some praise in this place. If you lifted up your hand today, I would love to pray for you in particular, and I want to invite you to come up the front. But I also know that there's people here in this place that you just know that you need a suddenly moment with God. This, this, this day, Pentecost Sunday, this is the birth of the church. God never designed us to walk in life alone, to walk in it in our own strength. And I know for many of us here, we're needing God to come and move in our worlds. For whatever reason, you're needing a God moment. You're needing a God interaction. You're needing God to come and do something powerful in your life. And today, I believe on Pentecost Sunday, where the Spirit of God was poured out by those who believed, on those who believed in anyone present in the room, that God is here today to meet with you. And so I want to pray right now. I want to pray for anyone that's in that category. I also want to pray for anyone who lifted their hand, because I believe that God wants to meet with you too in a fresh way in this place. And so I'm going to pray. And if that's you, I want you to come up out of your seat after I finish praying. So Father, we thank you right now for every single person here in this place. God, that you are moving in our midst. You're moving on our behalf. And God, that you know what it is. And so God, I pray right now for those suddenly moments, for those move of God to come in people's worlds where you would come, Holy Spirit, and fill the room, fill the place right now in Jesus' name. That's you today. You know you need a move of God in your life. You need the Holy Spirit to come. I want you to come up out of your seat right now. Come up the front.